this with no experience and no help, you might feel pretty hopeless and helpless. And in just like that, our lives, uh, God, God wants to build our lives into something. And, and, and even if you just leave God out of the conversation, you go, whoa, don't throw any stones at me. We're in church. It, you know, even, if, even people who don't know God uh, want to have their lives mean something and be built into something. Uh, but where they find themselves, they're at that point of trying to live a significant and meaningful life without any help or without... Uh, who we know, God is the one who actually wants to build our life. So my whole encouragement last week is that you're not alone in this task of building your life, that God actually is the CEO and chief executive builder of your life. And God wants to assist us and assist you in building your life. So we're going to continue that theme. And, and, and I, I was speaking out of, out of what I feel God is wanting to do in our lives as a church and in your life is to really work on the foundations and in the core of who you are. Working on, you know, we, when we try and get our lives together, it's usually uh, together in regards to our, our outer appearance. Like, I get my life together, I better clean my car. You know, my life is, I better like clean up something. I'm, you know, sort of talking to myself here. But we work on all these things that are external. But God's saying, I want to work on the inside of you. and want to deal with some things. And I want to get building where nobody else can see but you and me. We can talk and we can do this deal. So who's ready for God to build their lives? Awesome. I'm excited for the process that, that is going to become. So welcome to the construction zone that is your life. Uh, we, we built a set here today and, and we, we get to walk around in this, this construction zone uh, that's your life and you might notice that it's a bit messy and there's things lying around and do you know what? The process of God building your life can get a bit messy at times. So welcome to your life and, and I think it really begins, before you even get to doing any work, it really begins as you sit down and then you have a chat. Do you like this props? I like it. <laughs> this idea came into my head and I was like, yeah, I got an idea. And, and this process of God building your life really begins as you sit down and you have a chat with God. And you get connected into that relationship of, of God wanting to build your life. I'm going to need my Bible, so I'm going to go get it. And, and you begin to chat. You begin to chat with God because connection... To God is the essential ingredient for God to build your life. If you're trying to build your life without a connection to God, you're going you're gonna, to gonna try very hard and you're going to sweat a lot and there's going to be a lot of tears, but it's probably not going to be very effective. But this idea of God building your life, we spoke out of Philippians chapter 1 and verses 6. It says this. You guys were hoping I'd read the Bible and I'm going to read the Bible. Philippians 1 says, verses 6 says this. It says, I am sure... That God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus comes back. So God is at work in your life. And here we are sitting in the construction zone of your life. Things are being built. God is at work. And one of my favorite all-time verses of all time is Ephesians 2 chapter 10. I'm sure I've shared it so many times. And it says this. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we could do the good things that he planned for us long ago. How fantastic is that? So as you're sitting, and I actually think this is a good exercise for everybody to do in the week. At some stage, some time in your life is to sit down with God and have a chat. Don't worry about that. It's just, just get out of there. 
is to sit down and have a chat with God about how your life is going. And he would, he would open the conversation letting you know Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. We are his masterpiece. We are his workmanship, another version says. It says that word masterpiece is that where we get the word poem from. So we are God's divine piece of art. Can you believe that? We're not just a chore that God needs to get done. We're not just something that, oh man, I've got to build Jess's life again. Uh, no, you are his highly valued masterpiece. And that he is at work in your life creating not just some generic run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter life, but he's building a custom work in your life. God, and, and I just, we talked about how when you realize that God is building your life, you can be encouraged again knowing that you're not alone in the process. But I also want to bring to your attention the fact that your life matters. And I think you get the idea of me sitting, so I'll come and stand. Your life matters. If we are God's masterpiece and he's at work in our life, then it means your life matters. And I think a lot of the time the world will tell us that your life doesn't matter. And we'll tell ourselves that, oh, my life is just boring and, and I don't really have any purpose. But God wants to let you know your life matters. You're his work. You are his divine piece of art that he's sculpting and creating and that he spent a lot of time and he's still spending a lot of time. He's at work in your life. Your life has meaning. Your life has purpose. You are created. And, and I love Ephesians 2.10 because it says, not only are we God's masterpiece, we are his work, but he says, so that we could do the good things that he has prepared for us to do in advance. So you're not just a piece of art that needs to hang on a wall and look pretty. And you guys do a great job of looking pretty and, you know, being attractive. But no, you, you are more than just this thing that people should look at and go, oh. No, God's got good works for you to do. It's like an interactive art sculpture. You know, I'm going, going too far with the analogy. But your life not only has meaning, but there's a purpose for your life. You need to understand right at the outset of God building your life, because I think what God would do as you have a chat with him is he would just ask you a few questions. And he might begin to say, how are you feeling about things? And if we were to be honest, and I think this is why it's a good exercise to do, God, I'm not feeling great about it. I don't really see the value in my life. If we were to be honest, like, and you wouldn't have an honest conversation in front of 100 people, but you'd have an honest conversation between you and God. And he, he might, God might say to you, what's going well in your life? And that's actually a really good question, I think, that, we, that as God asks us that, what are the things that you're thankful for in your life? Because when, when we're feeling like we don't have any meaning or we don't have any purpose or things aren't going well, it can be really easy to feel really pessimistic about life. But God might say, well, what, what can you be thankful for? What, what is that error in your life that, that you can thank me for? And that is going to create something in your world of momentum, of, of positivity. And it's not positive thinking. It's about being thankful to God for all that he's done. And he might ask you, he might, he might say, well, what's working? What's not working? Well, what, are the, what are the areas in your life that aren't working like you'd, you'd, you'd want them to work? And that is, I think this is the starting point. It's like the pre-work. It's like the step before you're getting ready to do any work. It's like you have to do this meeting and you have to, and this is a, this is a symbol for your connection to God. And this is not just like a one-time thing, but 
every day. God, God says, come and sit and chat. Let's talk. Because connection to God is the thing that's going to bring transformation to your life. Connection to God is going to bring transformation to your life. Uh, so are you ready, I think, is something that God wants to know. Are you ready? Are you ready for God to get underway and get into work in your life? Are you ready? And the question, that is actually a good question because God wants to let you know, are you ready for the process of change? Are you ready for the process of God building your life? And you, you could note that I've got some tissues on the table because guess what? This process is going to have, there'll be a few tears. You're going to need this because this process is not just a process that is easy, but this process is going to be filled with tears. Oh, what are you saying, Sheldon? I'm going to, no, there's going to be some moments where you feel like, God, are you really at work here? Is this really your plan? But you're on a process, you're on a journey. Turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. God would say, Are you ready? Are you ready for the process of me working on your life? Philippians chapter 3. So it's a process. It's a process. Because I think, I talked about God building your life last week, and I'm sure some of us are like, well, God, are you finished yet? Am I I there yet? Philippians chapter 3. When I can get there. Awesome. Philippians 3 uh, verses 12 and it says this. And it says, I don't mean, and this is Paul again writing. And he says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved the things or that I have already reached perfection. But I keep working toward the day when I will finally be all that Christ Jesus has saved me for and wants me to be. No, dear brothers and sisters, I, I am still not all that I should be, but I am focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach, uh, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. What a fantastic passage of scripture. And this is Paul. We talked about last week. If anybody could say that they've achieved it and they've made it, Paul would probably be the, the guy that says, I've done a lot of things in my life. And you would think maybe Paul would think, oh, he's made it. But not even Paul said, I, I, I've made it. I've, I've, I'm all that God wants me to be. Paul says, I know I am in the process of God building and changing my life. So if Paul can recognize that he's on a process and he's on a journey, do you think you can as well? Do you think you can look at your life and not be so hard on yourself because you're not where you want to be? I'm just dropping some truth bombs. Because we, we beat ourselves up and we go, I'm, I'm, man, I'm not, I know that there's so much more that God wants me to do and I feel like a failure and God's probably going, oh yeah, you're a failure and, and all of this. But no, God's saying, hey, we're on a journey here. We're, you're on a journey here. I'm building your life. So my encouragement to you today, don't beat yourself up because you're not where you want to be. You need to realize that God is in the process of building your life. Work is underway. Construction has started and you're in the middle of God building your life. So the process, embrace the process, lean into the pain sometimes. I was at the dentist yesterday 
and they had to whip out the ultrasonic and get rid of some of the, the, the plaque. And, and pain you can associate with the dentist. I actually like the pain of flossing. I don't like the pain of, um, of the ultrasonic. It's just something from the devil. Uh, <laughs> no, don't quote me on that. But I like the pain of flossing. I don't know why, but I know it's actually producing something good in my life. It's like it's helping me. So the process of flossing is, uh, yeah, I've got to floss again. And it hurts a little bit because my gum bleeds, but that's actually good. Lean into the process, even if it's painful, of God building your life, lean into that process and say, God, whatever you want in this situation in my life, even if it hurts a little bit, I'm here. I'm in the zone. I'm in the construction zone. I got my hard hat on. I got my high vis on. I could have had all that on, but, you know, settle down, Sheldon. And, 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 and he wants you to lean into that. And there's so many scriptures, actually, that talks about pain producing something in your life. And as hard as it is and, and as, man, this sucks, God wants to use all those situations and those, those challenges in your life to produce and to build your life. So we're going to lean into the pain. We're going to have our tissues ready when we need to. We're going to have our community ready in the process because you can't do this alone. You can't do this journey. It's you and God, chief executives on the building project of your life. But we are called to live in community. And sometimes if we feel if God asks us, you know, how are you going? And you might look over the fence into the construction zone next door and, and you might, well, I'm not doing as bad as that person. And then you look next door and you go, well, I'm actually not even close to that person. But God just says, no, focus, on, focus here. But understand you're actually in community to help one another, to support one another. That's why it's not about the pastor getting up and telling you what you need to do. It's about the community being together, supporting each other, loving each other and, and, and helping each other become all that God wants us to be. And I really love this passage of Scripture because he says, listen, I haven't made it. I'm on a process. And I go, amen, Paul, me too. Uh, and then he goes, he says, I, uh, he goes, but I keep working. I keep working. And this is the, the word process just slipped into my world yesterday as I was preparing process. Keep going. Keep working. Don't give up. Don't stop the process, even if you feel like you've messed up. Just get up again. Go again. Come to work the next day. I remember one of my first jobs was at a salad factory, and I made a massive mistake. Have I told this story here? I had a massive carton of potatoes of which I was responsible for putting into a hopper and it would chop them up and it would go and there's water. So all these potatoes was like I had to pick, I had a pallet of 20 kilo, uh, please don't let me forget why I'm telling this story, uh, 20 kilo bags that I had to put, pick up and, and cut and, and, and they would go in and they would get cut and they'd go into the chute and into the thing. Anyway, I had finished the whole pallet and I remember because it was like my second day on the job, the guy said, don't drop the knife in there. I dropped the knife in there. And I did it, and it was like bending and breaking and shards. And I thought, I can't tell them I've done this. So I'll just be honest. I hid. So I, I put the potatoes into the fridge and walked away. And I got out the door and I thought, you can't do this, mate. Somebody's going to eat knife in their potato salad. So I fessed up and I went, I went to the boss and I said, do you want me to come in tomorrow? I've, I've dropped the knife in there. 
And I could have told him about, you know, listen, this was bad procedures, and, but I didn't. I owned it, um, and I never went. No, I went back, I think, for a day, and then it was over. <laughs> now, why did I tell the story? The process. Don't give up in your world like I did in the potato factory because you had a bad day. You're going to have bad days. Just get up, go again. Come into, into pre, pre-work and say, God, I had a bad day. He says, I know. Let's chat about it. Let's talk. Connection to God will lead to transformation in your life. So the process, he says, I keep working. I'm uh, no dear brother. Uh, I keep working toward the day that I will finally be all that Christ Jesus has saved me for and wants me to be. And I think next week we're really going to talk about that. Like what is it that God's got you got a hold of your life for? He says, but no, dear brothers, I'm not all that I should be, but... But I am focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past and looking forward. That's why we've got a rubbish bin. You're going to need one of these in the construction zone of your life. You're going to need one of these because there's some stuff in your life that God doesn't want you to carry around with you. And and if we're, we're just going, and there's so many areas that we could focus on, but just this idea of the past... Having the past hold you back. Having this, this, this idea that, man, because of what I did and the things that I, I said and the person I was and the person I am, I'm not sure that God can do anything with that. He says, yes, I can. It's like Bob the Builder. Yes, you know, is that Barack Obama or Bob the Builder? I don't know. But, but God is saying, we can do something with this. Even the mess, even, it's, even the junk. Just pick up a broom. What, what are the things in your life that God's wanting you to get rid of that aren't helping you, that are actually hindering your life? And this idea of holding on to the past, holding on to the mistakes that you've made, we think somehow by beating ourselves up about the past that it's going to help us be who God wants us to be. No. It's time to let it go. It's time to chuck it in the bin Grab some tissues, have a cry with God and deal with the, 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 the hurt and the pain and, and, and get rid of some of those things in your life. You think God is, is, is limiting your future because of your past, but I'm here to tell you, tell you today that God is actually setting you up because of your past so that your story could be something that he used going forward. God doesn't want to just, it's not like we chuck out the past and that you never have that in your life. I think what Paul is saying, let go of the idea that your past is holding you back. Let go of that. But I'm actually, as we let go of that, God's going to, and in Romans 8, he talks about he works everything together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So your stories are actually going to become something that God uses for his glory in the future. In Jesus' name. So are you ready for the process? Maybe? Yeah, are you ready? And I want to end on this idea. In the process, God doesn't leave you alone to do it yourself. He says, all right, time to pick up tools. And I'm a very manly man. I know stuff. Not, not really. I've not worked a labor job. or I can do things. I've done stuff. I've used a hammer before. Hey, hey, love. I've hung up some, uh, some picture frames. Not too many, like, you know, broken walls or things. Anyway, I give it a go. My best intentions are there. So God says, all right, time to pick up tools. We're in the construction zone of your life. And you think, God, aren't you going to do it all? No, no. 
you pick up a tool. You pick up some tools. It's time to get to work. We talked last week about this idea of steps, that God works with us in steps. In Psalm 37, it talks about the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. But for God to order and direct your life, you actually have to step somewhere. And it's an amazing tension of God working in our life and being responsible for the building of our life, but also giving us jobs to do in that. It's not just to sit and watch God do everything. You have to be a part of what God is doing in your life. And I had this picture in my mind last week as we talked about stepping. As you keep stepping, what is created is pathways in your life. As you keep stepping, as you keep moving with God, something of of structure and habit and, and consistency will start to come into your life. God is wanting to build the pathways of your life so that he can build you into who he wants you to be. And at the start, stepping might be really hard. And and I'm not here today to tell you, and I think all year we're going to learn, what are these areas that God wants us to step out in? But a step for you might be, all right, I'm going to pick up my Bible once a day, not out of religious duty, but because I know it's a step that God wants me to take and is going to help me. And I'm I'm going to find a plan and it's going to be maybe one verse a day. But that is a step that God can use to build your life. And as you make that first, and a step, I could keep going and and, and guessing, but as you sit with God and you have your connection with him, he's going to highlight to you what the step is that you need to make. A step might be making a commitment to be connected into a community of believers. You might not be a part of this church. You might be visiting, but, but a step of, and it's a big step to find a community that can help support you. And maybe a step would be, maybe you need to ring up that person that you know is not right, the relationship isn't right, and even if you're not at fault, maybe a step for you would be go, hey, I'm sorry, can we have a coffee? Can we? These are all steps that God can use. And, and I could keep talking, and that's not the point. The point is that God wants you to actually do something as he's building your life. And I'll put that down because I'm not Thor. Um, Philippians 2 says this, and I think it's such a a beautiful picture of what what this is. Now that we've picked up tools, Philippians 2.12 says this. He says, be careful to put into action God's saving work. Put into action God's saving work in your life. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you giving you the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. Isn't that fantastic? God hasn't, not only does he not call you to build your own life, but he says, I'm going to give you the desire to obey me. Because I know sometimes where I fall down, I go, God, I don't think I can. I don't think I can be a good, I don't think I can. I'm helpless, I'm hopeless. But God says, no, let me put the power in you to do it. Let me give you the desire. So maybe the first step in your life is to say, God, would you give me the desire to walk with you? That's a part of the process. You I don't feel it. Feeling is not everything. Having faith is more important than the feeling. But say, God, would you put in me a desire to love you? And I, another scripture that I think, and, and, and the key here is put into action. Put into action. Pick up tools and do something, okay? Do something. Second uh, uh, Peter 1 says this. This is the last scripture I promise. Second Peter uh, 1. That's what my yellow things were for and I 
threw them out of my Bible very sillily, uh, but I did it. So just bear with me. Second Peter verses, uh, chapter 1, verses 3 says this. It says, As we know Jesus better, His divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. As we know Jesus better, his divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. How fantastic. You have everything you need. You have everything you need for God to build your life into the masterpiece that he's creating. Hey, God isn't this person, like we've got this mixed up mindset of God as being like, not who he is. This is this awesome God who wants the absolute best for us, the absolute Best for your life is in God's heart. God's heart isn't to limit you or destroy you or to make your life boring. God wants to actually unlock life so abundantly on the inside of you that it would flow out like a well, like it would burst up and that your life would be overflowing with the life of God. That's what He wants for you. That's what He desires for you. And he says, I am going to give you everything you need. Everything you need for that life, I'm going to give you. And guess what it's summarized in? It's in Jesus. Everything you need in your life starts and, and finishes with connection to Jesus. Jesus just wants to just get in your world, be in your life, and let his life come on the inside of you as we know Jesus better. His divine power gives us everything we need to live the life that He's called us to live. Everything we need. And I began to think about people in the Bible that had stories of, of God calling them somewhere to do something great. And I could imagine if you were David in the field and you, your job was to look after the sheep and I'm comfortable with the sheep. And yeah, I've had to fight a lion and a bear, and, and, but, but these are my sheep. And then you get the call and then you're going to go out into the, the battlefield and you see there's this giant and this giant is, is, is intimidating your brothers, intimidating your nation, limiting your family. So he's, and then he feels the call of God in his life to, to move from being a shepherd to being a savior of, of his country, to be somebody that God could not just look after sheep, but God could do something of significance and real impact with. But I can imagine the gap as David is standing on that battlefield going, what are you doing, Lord? Are you sure? Is this what you want? Have I heard wrong? Devil, is that you? No, no. that's God. He's asking me to fight a giant. And I could imagine this massive gap from who he, who he was at the time, a shepherd, to who, who God was calling him to be a savior. And there's this massive gap. And if you're on your own, you could never close this gap. You can't on your own get from here to there. But God says, you're not on your own. I'm with you. I'll be with you. Through Jesus, you get this gap closed. And I've given you everything you need. So what did David have? David had stones. He had a sling. He had experience. And he had probably youthful ignorance to go, oh, maybe I could take this giant out. And he, everything he had, he, he, he had all that he needed. He had all that he needed. And he stepped out in faith and God took him and you know the story and if not we'll do a series on David you've got everything you need everything you need is locked up in Jesus in your life why don't we close our eyes bow our head now I want to give an opportunity right now I've spoken a message that I pray has inspired you 
to take the first step with God. And I would encourage you, the first step in your life is to connect with Jesus. Connect with Jesus. Jesus isn't just some person who walked on the earth thousands of years ago and has no relevance. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus is the connection between your life and and God. Jesus is the one that says, I've made a way, I've made it possible for you to become all that God has called you to be. God wants you to be all that He's called you to be. And it starts with coming into relationship with Jesus. And I want to give an opportunity for every life here. If If you've made a decision before for Jesus, but you felt you've walked away from relationship with Him, I want to give you in a moment a chance to say, Sheldon, I'm coming back into relationship with Jesus. And maybe you're in this place and you've never made that decision. I'm not going to embarrass you publicly. I'm not going to call you out. All I'm going to ask is you, in a moment, I'll say, if you want Jesus into your life, I want you to just raise your, your hand with nobody looking around. And then I want to pray a prayer with you. And that, it's that moment of faith. It's a moment of exchange where we give our life and God gives us His And then work is underway. The process has begun. So if you're in this place and you say, Today, Sheldon, I need Jesus. Why don't you just raise your hand? I want to pray with you. Is there anybody today, Sheldon, I need to get right with God. I need Jesus in my life. Anybody at all, just raise your hand. I want to pray.